Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion, that USDA program. It's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. So we're sort of in an unprecedented time for federal student loans, even independent of this debate over whether to cancel it. There are some 40 million Americans who have federal student loans. Federal student loan payments have been on pause since March of last year. And education department officials are recommending that the White House, once again, extend the pause on federal student loan payments. I think the pressure from activists is going to be growing over the summer, especially as that fall deadline for student loan payments to come back looms. So what's Biden's hesitation? The concern about the price tag of this, whether it looks too radical, those are the, the tensions that are and our understanding is this is a live ball. This is a live conversation they're having. It's a live ball because there's way more at play here than just another extension of student loan relief. In just a few months, Americans will no longer receive a bunch of pandemic relief measures. That includes enhanced unemployment benefits and that eviction moratorium. So now, Biden and co. are whispering about buying themselves more time on student loans. Buying time is, is absolutely the right phrase. In part, to give themselves a longer runway to start collecting payments again. But they're also grappling with the gigantic promise Joe made on the campaign trail to wipe out student debt, at least partially. Remember when Biden said this about forgiving $10,000 per borrower? They're in real trouble. They're having to make choices between paying their student loan and paying their rent, those kinds of decisions. It should be done immediately. Immediately. But this is Washington. And there are politics at play. Word is, if Congress presented Biden with a bill that would forgive $10,000 in debt per borrower, he would sign it. But that's more than a little misleading, because the chances of that actually passing, even with reconciliation, are low. There's probably not enough votes to pass. There are not. Wow. So, what to do? In total, these loans equal $1.6 trillion. It is a uh, mind-boggling figure. The only thing Americans owe more on is their mortgages. This is Playbook Deep Dive. I'm Tara Palmieri. My colleague, Michael Stratford, covers education for Politico. I've been covering what's going on with the Biden administration's student loan agenda. Michael says that the arguments for and against outright canceling student debt are still alive and kicking. That's something that you hear largely from Republicans, that there's a personal obligation that student loan borrowers have to repay the money that they took out. And that there is also a moral hazard economic problem here, that if you forgive student loan debt, people might go borrow more money to go to college in the future, expecting the federal government to bail them out yet again. So Michael, just recently, I finally paid off my student loans. Congratulations. But that's just crazy. You know, it's just, I don't know, to think that they live on with you that long. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's why it resonates with so many people. Roughly 45 million Americans, actually, including some of the younger progressive members who are leading the charge on this. I think people have talked about their own experience with student loan debt. Um, AOC, um, Representative Ayanna Presley. 
who is the person that is in Biden's ear right now pushing for this type of reform? Who's who's got his ear on this issue? Well, we know he's talked to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer about this. And frankly, we told this to Joe Biden. On several occasions. Let's get this done. We know Senator Elizabeth Warren has spoken to him about it. We're just ready for President Biden to sign the piece of paper to say cancel $50,000 worth of student loan debt. And as, as you'll remember, the, the administration has said it's conducting a, a review. The review is ongoing. Of this issue and whether they're going to use executive action to cancel student loan debt. They're doing both a legal review about whether they have the legal powers to even do that in the first place that's being handled by the Justice Department, Attorney General Merrick Garland. And at the Education Department, they're focused more so on the policy arguments, whether this is a good idea to do. And that's, of course, led by Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. Hmm, okay. But we don't, we don't know exactly the status of that review. You'll remember that White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain said during a playbook event a few months ago that those memos were going to be handed to the president within a matter of a few weeks. Uh, and then he'll look at that legal authority. He'll look at the policy issues around that, and he'll make a decision. We still haven't seen those memos. It's not clear exactly where that review is. But as we talked about, I think the pressure from activists is going to be growing over over the summer. We need to push him. I promise I will not stop fighting until we have ended the student loan debt crisis. I don't believe anybody should be having $300,000, $200,000 in student loan debt. Especially as that fall deadline for student loan payments to come back looms. Are there tensions within the White House among moderate advisors versus maybe progressive advisors on how to deal with this issue and how important it is on Biden's plate? I think there are the same divisions that sort of exist in the Democratic Party. There there are more progressive White House advisors, including some who are allied with Warren, who are proponents of this or more sympathetic to this proposal. The same is true at the Education Department, where there are a handful of progressive education policy wonks who have been installed there. Our understanding is this is a this is a live ball. This is a live conversation they're having. Right. And do you know which could you kind of give us the names of some of these advisors and who's inside the White House, like Steve Rachetti, who's one of his top advisors versus Ron Klain on this issue, where I've heard that, you know, Klain is considered more aligned with progressive than Rachetti is a more moderate advisor. Is that would you say those dynamics are playing out on this issue? I think that's right. It's not an either or, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to do something under the umbrella of student loan relief for borrowers. There are a number of policies they could sort of package together. Whether they take $10,000 off everyone's loan is one question. But they could also, there are also other issues, and the education department has said it's working on this, of sort of targeted relief to certain populations of borrowers, veteran borrowers, borrowers who are disabled, public servants. That's a huge push from from the unions who are pressuring the administration to take action. Public sector unions, teachers unions, firefighters unions, all of whom have members who have student loan debt and are struggling to get relief under the existing programs for public service loan forgiveness. So there's sort of a lot of options policy options on the table, and they have a menu of different options that they could choose from. If we take the president at his word, 
at a town hall earlier this year. We need at least a $50,000 minimum. What will you do to make that happen? I will not make that happen. Ruled out emphatically, 50000 being canceled is not something he wants to, to do. Right. So we sort of know that the conversation is pushing towards 10000 But within that, I think there are a lot of sort of different things they could meld together to show progress to progressives on this. Right. And it's obviously an issue that affects a generation, right? A generation of younger voters that they need to come out and who predominantly vote uh, Democratic, right? So it's like it, it always ends up being a key issue on the campaign trail and then ends up dying during the administration. Can you kind of explain to me why this keeps happening and what is the driving force between making this an election year issue? Yeah, as you say, it's a huge motivator for young voters. This was the case, you know, at Bernie Sanders rallies. We are going to cancel all student debt in this country. Elizabeth Warren rallies. The American people get it and they are sick of it. This is a motivating issue for a lot of young and even not so young Democratic primary voters Democratic voters. And that is exactly the argument that progressive activists are are saying, that there needs to be some concrete deliverables and making good on these promises for voters before, you know, Democrats have to go face voters again in the next election. Mm. It's also probably helpful when you're, you know, putting forward, you know, candidates in their 70s and you're trying to get them to relate to younger voters. Um, this is obviously an issue that that penetrates and not just obviously younger voters, but like you said, um, black and brown voters, minorities. It's kind of a universal issue education in some ways. Actually, you know, a somewhat sad part of this is the largest growing segment of student loan debt is for older Americans, senior citizens. Oh, my gosh. Who have either their own student loan debt from going back to school later in life or are taking on debt for kids or grandkids. Mm. Um, so it's, it is an issue that motivates young voters, but it, I think the reason why you saw it so much on the campaign trail is it, it's not just young voters. It's a broader part of the Democratic base. So is this a legislative issue? Where is the power here? We have obviously a Congress with a very small majority, barely a majority in the Senate. Who does Biden need to convince to make something happen? Can he do this as executive order? Does he need to deal with the House and the Senate? And what are the constraints he's facing right now? So the the administration is sort of walking walking a line here. On the one hand, they're saying they support $10,000 in loan forgiveness as a legislative solution. If, the, if Congress presented Biden with that bill, he would sign it, is what the White House is saying. But that is a little bit of misdirection because there are not enough votes in Congress to pass legislation right now to cancel student loan debt. There aren't enough votes right now in Congress to cancel student loan debt at $10,000. There are not. Wow. I mean, it hasn't been put up for a vote, but I, I think it would be difficult for Democrats to get to, if they did it under reconciliation, difficult for them to get to, to 50 votes there. Under reconciliation, they can't get 50 votes on this. I think it's I think it's an open question of whether Democrats, including more moderate Democrats like Joe Manchin, Cinema, would vote to 
to cancel student loan debt. I, Joe Manchin has already expressed some concerns about Biden's free community college proposal, for instance. Mm. So is there any way this is folded into the second American families plan that may pass the reconciliation? That's possible. Bernie Sanders is certainly a proponent of canceling student loan debt. And if he's has a lot of input on, on what the reconciliation resolution looks like, that's possible. But I think I think the real action here is administrative and what the Biden administration does. And and if you if you look at the pressure that they're trying to put on the administration, I think it's clear that they they think that that's where the the action is here and where this is going to happen if it happens at all. Yeah, to do it through the Department of Education. Is that how they do it? Exactly. To do it through executive action. These are all federal student loans. The federal government is the the lender here. So there's an argument from progressives that the federal government has the power to tell borrowers they don't have to repay their loans back to the feds. That is a disputed point, And that's why the Biden administration is doing a legal review here. Ah, do you think they're sort of hiding behind the legal issues right now? Buying time? Buying time is, is absolutely the, the, the right phrase. Um, and, and that's why we've reported last week that internally the education department has been advocating to further extend this pause on federal student loan payments, in part to give themselves more time to restart the payments, but it also has the advantage of buying the administration more time to figure out what exactly they're going to do on student debt cancellation. Got it. But the argument from from progressives is, look, the Trump administration twice or actually three times issued executive actions to halt student loan payments and essentially forgave the interest Mm. during 2020, during the pandemic. The Biden administration is doing the same. and, And they argue that education secretary has pretty broad powers in this arena. And it's interesting that they're using the Trump administration as a as a sort of uh, example of what's possible, right? <laughs> yeah, well, so the sort of interesting political angle here is that under the Trump administration, I think there were something like 10 months where the education department was not requiring borrowers to repay their loans during the pandemic. The interest rate was zero. So far, under the, that will be eight months under the Biden administration. I think that's somewhat of a behind the scenes <laughs> argument that some progressives are making to the education department that you don't want to provide less student loan relief yeah. to borrowers than the Trump administration did. You don't want to actually, as a Democratic president, offer less relief than the Trump administration on education. That's right. And I think that, you know, I don't know if this has any a lot of legal bearing, but the entire handling of student loans during the pandemic was pretty unprecedented. We've never before just hit pause and suspended all payments. Even if it doesn't get extended, it will be 18 months where borrowers haven't had been required to make payments, 18 months of 0% interest. So we're sort of in an unprecedented time, independent for federal student loans, even independent of this debate over whether to cancel it. So I think there's progressives are arguing that they have an opportunity here to to reshape and reset what the student loan portfolio looks like. This is our moment of momentum. Democrats' plan is incredibly, fundamentally unfair. It would be historic. This is money 
students have borrowed from the federal government. I firmly believe this is the wrong solution. And if the government doesn't get that money back, the government will be facing an unexpected debt. Where does it end? So that total you mentioned, I think it was $1.3 trillion. Is that right? $1.6 trillion is the federal student loan. Sorry, $1.6 trillion. That is a huge number, almost too big to comprehend. Can you compare it to something just so that our listeners can sort of wrap their heads around this figure? So if the education department were a, were a bank, it would be, I think, within the top one, two, three, or four depository institutions in the country, I mean, up with the largest banks. It is the largest source of consumer, non-mortgage consumer credit. Only mortgages as a category of debt, Americans owe only more on their mortgage than collectively they do on their their student loans. So it, it affects, you know, there are some 45 million Americans who have student loan debt. It is a uh, mind-boggling figure. Biden is a really a proponent of community colleges, right? He is. Has there been talk about how to incentivize people to go to community college instead of offering these subsidies on higher education that's less affordable? As you know, the American Families Plan, Biden's soft infrastructure proposal, includes proposal for the federal government to basically subsidize the cost of or the tuition at community college and make community college free for students who want to go there. First Lady Jill Biden, obviously, is a community college professor who's been leading that public face of that in a lot of ways. And so I think that is also a sort of sticking point here for the administration. They're caught between trying to focus on community colleges and non-traditional pathways into higher education, while at the same time being pushed to cancel student loan debt for borrowers who went in large part to, you know, degree-seeking programs at a lot of four-year universities. Mm. So what are the political arguments behind the scenes on the Hill? The kind of arguments that they don't want to say publicly but are going on privately. There are some Democrats on the Hill who see this as if given a big chunk of money, they would put it into things other than just canceling out student loan debt for a large number of people, regardless of their income. They would put it into Pell Grants. They would spend money improving some of the existing programs to help struggling student loan borrowers. There's a lot of enthusiasm on the Democratic side to fixing the public service loan forgiveness program and making income-based repayment programs more generous. So I think there's some concern from Democrats who would like to take this money and, and use it elsewhere. And, and I think there's also a concern that it could look too much of a, of a giveaway to a segment of Americans who are going to college. That is the Republican talking point, that this would be a subsidy for students who went to college paid for in large part by students who didn't go to college or Americans who didn't pursue a college education. What about the personal responsibility argument? Yeah, I think that's something that you hear largely from Republicans. This is becoming a very hard sell for some financially responsible Americans. That there's a personal obligation that student loan borrowers have to repay the money that they took out. You take out a loan, you should pay it. Parents have a responsibility to tell the kid, 
don't do it. They're yeah. perfectly good community colleges. Especially the middle class in this country. And they're not the ones who were helped out by these socialist giveaway programs. It's a massive welfare program for the colleges. And that there is also a moral hazard economic problem here, that if you forgive student loan debt today, people might go borrow more money to go to college in the future, expecting the federal government to bail them out mm. yet again. And I think there's a sort of a day two question of what happens after you cancel all this student loan debt. What is the future higher education landscape that you're trying to set up look like? Yeah, but isn't the root cause of this just the price of higher education? It's obscene compared to the rest of the world in the U.S. So why not tackle it that way? It is. And I think progressives would say that they are they are trying to do both. They're trying to both cancel student loan debt and also make public colleges and universities free, make community college free. That, so that they are trying to do both. But you're right. The root cause of rising student loan debt is the rising cost of college. And in a lot of cases, that's from states cutting back on their contribution to the public university systems in their state. During the Great Recession, there was a huge cutback of what states contributed and, and public universities had to respond by jacking up their tuition and sort of shift the cost from the state to families attending those schools. So that is certainly a big part of this debate. I think no one on either side sees canceling student loan debt as the end-all, be-all. Just to add on to that, I remember when I was living in Brussels, I was looking into possibly going to grad school, right? And if I wanted to go to grad school in the U.S., it'd probably be $60,000. If I wanted to go to a private university, if I wanted to go to public university, it's probably going to be about $30,000, right? And I was looking at, at the University of Leuven in, in Belgium, which is one of the best universities in Europe. It was about 1,500 euros, I mean, how do you even compare it to the rest of the world? It's it's just, it, it's it's almost crazy. But I would also say that so many people are educated in Europe, and yet they don't have the same opportunities that we have. So you have a lot of people with master's degrees starting with positions that are kind of beneath them in a way because there just aren't the same sort of economic opportunities. And you have so many people educated and not enough jobs for them in some ways. Right. And, you know, I think that's also one other component of this debate is where exactly the debt is coming from. There's certainly a subset of borrowers who took out, it actually tends to be the borrowers who have the least amount of debt, like a few grand, who maybe went to a program and dropped out. Maybe they were misled by their program or for whatever reason they dropped out. And so they have the debt, but no degree to go earn in the job market to repay that debt. So there's that pool of borrowers. Then there's borrowers who took out loans to pay for their undergraduate degree. And then there's also borrowers who are relatively better off, borrowers who are taking out loans to go to grad school, for law school, for medical school. And those borrowers arguably will go make enough money to eventually repay that those loans. And so one complicated part of this debate is when you wipe out student loan debt across the board, student loan borrowers are really diverse sort of pools of people. So there's a question of how how to target the subsidy. Right. How has this become an issue of racial justice? That is a growing argument 
that progressives and proponents of student debt cancellation are making, that canceling student loan debt will reduce the racial wealth gap in this country. The idea is that black and brown borrowers disproportionately take on debt to go to college, and then they disproportionately struggle to repay that debt compared to their white peers. And so the idea is that canceling some of that debt will allow those borrowers to buy a house, start a family, and even out some of the the racial wealth disparities in this country. Okay, here's a thought. Most of these senators are too old to have student loans, unless, as you said, they pick them up from their grandkids or children. But how do you make that sell to a bunch of people who don't even remember how much they paid for college? If you listen to some of the debate among members of Congress on this, I think mostly on the Republican side, but even maybe some among some Democratic members, that is an argument that they make that when I was in school, I, you know, worked a job on the side to cover my $50 a semester tuition or some some ridiculously low number that doesn't exist today. And I think that's a challenge, probably not only on this student debt issue, but just in sort of higher education policy generally of getting members of Congress to understand the realities of what students are facing right now, what college costs, whether it's realistic to be able to pay your way, work your way through college as a way to to pay it off. That's really not a viable path for a large portion of people who go to college right now. Right. So you're right that the, the debate over this is certainly skewed by members of Congress's sort of personal experience. And, and you'll certainly it's some of the younger progressive members who are leading the charge on this, right? right. And I think people have talked about their own experience with student loan debt, AOC. I literally made a student loan payment while I was sitting here at this chair. Representative Ayanna Presley. Policy is my love language. Cancel student debt. Should we really be teaching that agreements and contracts mean nothing? The people can incur debt and then not have to pay it off? It feels like they're at a stalemate. We'll see if they actually break through. I do think if they wanted to, they probably could do an executive order at this point, but or executive action. We shall see if the Biden administration decides this is a priority when they have so many other things on their plate right now, like voting rights issues and infrastructure and the American Family Plan. And I guess there's a question of what is the appetite for more government spending right now ahead of the midterms? I think that's right. And one benefit that progressive activists talk about to the executive action route is you don't have to come up with a a pay for. Uh, You don't have to put a a number on paper in in legislation. It sort of just gets rolled into the cost of the student loan program, which the government will reestimate that and taxpayers will pay for it that way. There's not an appropriation that they would need to come up with if they do it through executive action. And that's that's another important reason why a lot of them want Biden to do it through that route as opposed to legislation. Got it. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm eager to, to follow this issue. Hopefully we'll check in again soon with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Good talking with you. That's our show. Our producers are Adrian Hurst and Annie Reese. Our senior producer is Jenny Amint. And our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. Mike Zappler is Playbook's daily newsletter editor. 
Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review us where you listen. We'll take you behind the scenes of Capitol Hill again next week on another Playbook Deep Dive. Thanks for listening. Hi, Secretary Cardona. It's Michael Stratford here. I know you're listening to this podcast. Well, I don't know you're listening. I hope you're listening. Question for you. What is going on with this student loan payment pause? Are you going to extend it? Not extend it? Are you going to cancel student loan debt? Not cancel student loan debt? You know where to find me. mstratford at politico.com.